You can have all the Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio podcast with our new app. Just search your app store, uh, Apple, Android, Kindle. We don't care what you use. Search the app store for Explorations Early Learning. Download the app. Give it a try. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Thanks for tuning in. Here we go. We're wrapping up our interview with Debbie on recess. Enjoy. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, that because it's, it's all about buy-in, and mm-hmm. and I mean change individually. It's it's all about reprogramming neurologically, reprogramming old habits into new habits, and then when you yep. start thinking about hundreds of people doing that, mm-hmm. that's right. a that's a big so, battle. What about the kids? I mean, do you have to do a lot of training <laughs> to help them accept this new schedule? What Great question. Great question. <laughs> we have to do nothing to help the kids. The kids, the kids respond so well to this new regiment. Uh, in fact, their bodies crave it so much that it's just a natural flow for them. They're, the teachers are astounded at how well the kids respond. I mean, we go from, think about this. You have, right now in schools, you've got kindergartners, first graders, second graders, third graders, all being trained to go to the bathroom at the same time, get drinks of water at the same time, go to lunch at the same time, walk down the halls in single file lines, hands behind their backs, bubbles in their mouths. This is all taking place in elementary schools. Right now, when we come in, we change all that. We allow them to go to the bathroom when they need to. They get drinks of water when they need to. They do it typically at transition time when they go to recess and back instead of the scheduled 15 minutes of going to the bathroom and water breaks. Um, We're building responsibility back in kids, and the kids are accepting this hugely. Um, teachers are just, they cannot believe how well this is working. So the transition for recess has gone when they only had one a day from about five minutes going out and coming back in to under a minute if the classrooms are close to the exit door for the recess. So so I have to ask, because of your background in physical education, um, you know, a lot of adults, I don't hear kids saying this, but a lot of adults will say, well, they get gym class, so they don't need recess. So can you just describe, I mean, obviously there's benefits to, to formal gym class. Um, yeah. Can you just describe what the differences are and the benefits for both? Yeah. So let's think in terms of structured and unstructured first. A physical education class is very, very important for teaching fundamental skills, so fundamental motor skills, uh, cognitive skills related to sport, games, and activities, and uh, nutrition, health perspectives, things of that nature, all in a physical education program. So it's very structured. It has um, requirements just like a content, any other content area would have, and it should be educational as well as physical, okay? But when you think about a recess that we're having, uh, we are doing what's called unstructured outdoor play. 
there are certain things that go into that that some people may say, well, we have to teach them how to play. We don't do that. Um, because, we're <laughs> because we're starting in younger grades with K-1 and then 2, 3, 4, our kids, start. they may spend two minutes out there looking at the playground equipment wondering what am I going to do next, but we allow them to just go out and play their way. So we call it um, self-directed for the kids. It's self-directed play on the playground. The only things that teachers get involved in are if the kids are doing something that is unsafe to themselves or someone else. But as long as they're doing play in a discovery manner and they're playing in a way that they can learn how to treat each other, the teachers stay on the out, outer perimeter and just make sure the ground stays, stay safe. So it's very unstructured, uh, very safe-oriented, but the kids are able to play their way. Uh-huh. Wonderful. Yeah, that's it's so hard for many adults to see the difference because I think in part because of the emphasis on the obesity and the epidemic um, and so on, that people just think, oh, we just got to get them moving, so give them more gym class and recess is just a waste of time for goofing off. They don't understand yeah. the full nature of it. No, um, and I, I, I will say, let me say two things. One, I think Physical education and the recess pieces are both needed. And in Texas, we do have physical education in the schools as well as the recess piece. So they're getting both. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, we also do not allow balls on the playground. So my philosophy is is that the balls can be used in physical education where they belong, but on a playground, we want it unstructured. And when you bring a ball on the playground, it takes away from the unstructure. It becomes structured because they want to use rules to apply to a sport or a game. And so we take that away. So, yeah, so that's a main piece of ours that uh, doesn't really go with other people's philosophies. Can, can I ask right, a question? Because, as you say, there's all kinds of play, and mm-hmm. uh, kids will start playing soccer or football or whatever it is. That's yep. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can I ask a question about that? I also wanted to ask about, sorry, Jeff, I'm oh, cutting I, you off, but oh. <laughs> what age group, you know, because, for example, um, another problem with recess in this country is that we think it's just for little kids, and no. it's not, even by fourth grade and fifth grade, kids are being cut off to no recess, and, for example, my kids go to a school that is K through 8, and they, the um, the upper kids, the 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, they get just as much recess as anybody else. And on Fridays, they get a whole hour to play Capture the Flag, which is something they do every week. And I feel like the kids that are that big need that motion just as much as the little ones. So I was just wondering what your thoughts were on ages for recess. Yeah. No, I think all kids all the way through school need recess. It will start looking different in middle school and high school. But in all grade levels, they need those breaks um, outdoors to do it their way, right, the self-directed. But um, I will tell you that one of the districts we have down here in Texas, like you said, they're, they're going ahead and taking breaks on their own. What uh, Eagle Mountain Saginaw said was, we know that our kids need these, these breaks all the way up. The reason I'm not doing the link project with the older kids is because our country is very OCD. We're based on outcome-oriented results, 
and we are on to the next thing every three years. And so if our fourth and fifth graders are not showing the same results or similar results as our young kids are, what are the administrators going to say about recess for the older kids if it's involved with the LINK project? They're going to say, oh, well, it doesn't work as well for older kids, so we're just going to have it for our young kids. What I'm doing is I'm saying, look, let's take a group of kids, whatever schools we go into, and this is all they know. If they start in grades K and 1 with recess, and now we build that into their program, and that's all they know as they move from grade level to grade level, they will continue to move just like they typically would, like when you and I were in school. So that's what we want to see is that the results that we're getting from these older kids are showing the great results that we know that they can show. But does that mean that we don't do it in the schools now? No, it doesn't. The message should be, hey, if you could do two recesses a day, one in the morning for 15, 20 minutes, and one in the afternoon, 15, 20, go ahead and do it. And that's what Eagle Mountain Saginaw has decided to do. Their whole district has implemented K-5, through two 15-minute recesses daily for all all, um, grade levels, K-5, in all of their elementary schools, and they've got 16 of them. So I asked the the superintendent before I got on the phone with you yesterday, I asked him, so are there any problems with rolling out two recesses, one in the morning, one in the afternoon? He says, I haven't heard any complaints at this point. So we've got a whole district that can do something like that. But when you start trying to add a third and a fourth for a district or across schools, Uh that's where you're going to get into issues. But if, if grade levels wanted to do this now, they could. Could middle schools do it? They could. You're going to have some issues, though, because these kids have been sitting so many years that they're going to have a hard time going outside and doing anything productive. Yeah. Not to say that they've, they been pro- programmed. they've been programmed. They've been programmed to sit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. How, how, how it's did, the conditioning. How did we get here? I've, I've been listening to you how talk, did Debbie. <laughs> how did we get here? I mean, have you, have you we, dug into this? Was it, was it No Child yeah. Left Behind that pushed us here? or You know... It's bigger than that. It, it is the competitive edge that U.S. has wanted to have for the past 20 years. We want to be the best. And as a result, uh, we have become highly competitive in everything we've done. Look at our, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but even our fitness, we have fitness programs for three-year-olds now. Mm-hmm. Somebody... How did we get there? Yeah, we got there because of our competitiveness and adults running the show for kids. And so now we've got kids doing everything competitive from the time they wake up as little babies all the way up till full grown. And they're just not built that way. But that's how we've gotten there is our competitiveness as a country. So I wanted to turn to the other part of Link that we haven't talked as much about, you know, the empathy part and the yeah. um, positive part. What, what do you actually, uh, I've learned some of what Finland does, but what do you bring into the school for that? Because um, recess is pretty easy to envision, but what do you do for that? Yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because the positive action piece, the curriculum we're using, I feel is a very, very important pivotal piece to the recess working as well as it does, Um, you've got all different kinds of kids out there with all different family environments, lots of different family experiences, um, and then community experiences. And so when they come to a school with all the different things that they have, it's good to have a central message 
that is going across the culture of the school. And so as we see positive action rolling out with the empathy, trust, honesty, respect, self-esteem piece, and confidence, I mean, those are all key issues in understanding lots of things we've taught about. Um, for example, if I'm in a group and a group wants to do something and I know it's really not the best interest for me, but I'm not going to say no because I don't want to say no to the group, that goes to our self-esteem piece, right? feeling good about who we are and feeling comfortable with decisions we make. If we're raising our kids again to feel good about decisions and comfortable with why we want to be the way we are, we will have less and less, we hope, of suicide, um, hurting other people, um, feeling like we can be negative and angry and fearful and really start developing those those pieces in us that are happy and transitioning in a respectful way and understanding that we all come from different places and that we're okay with this person is equal to me because we all bring different things to the table. And so this curriculum really does help kids develop that aspect within themselves. The, the reason I chose the curriculum is because it has shown to change the culture of the school within six months. And it really can change that culture if the teachers do the four lessons a week. Um, it's developmentally appropriate. It goes K-12. So you could take this curriculum and, and put it in there uh, as many grade levels as you wanted to. Even if you weren't implementing as many recesses at this point, you could still implement that curriculum. It's, it's just a great curriculum for introducing concepts to kids. So now instead of it being reactive in schools, with teaching something, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Can we think about how we should have done it differently? Now it's proactive. Here's a situation. This is what and the character for kindergarten picks it and nicks it. Here's what picks it would say. What would you do now in this situation if Pixit was here with you? So you now can take it to a proactive place instead of a reactive place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you've, you've uh, taken this on by storm, and I just hope that uh, it continues to grow. Are you growing your, your groups? We are. Yeah. New people that are calling. And, yeah. Absolutely. I'm training trainers at this point. Uh, and if a new state decided, you know, let's say a school district from another state wants to come on board, then I will train trainers in those states to make sure that we are implementing with fidelity anywhere we go so that the change can stick and not just be, oh, we spent $100,000 to make a change over three years, and now where are we, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it, it's a matter of making sure that, that in a lot of ways that we can shift the culture one step at a time, and that's, to me, the most important piece. Well, Debbie, it's well, a, it, congratulations on what you've done thank so you. far. Well, thank you so much for reaching out. Well, I, I want to, is there anything else we should know before you wrap up? And then I wanted to um, to have you repeat the website or any, any sure. social media okay. links or any of that kind of stuff so people can reach you. Yeah, you know, I think what you're asking is one of the pieces that I would say is that um, our Link Project website has got a, a wealth of information on there, and it tells people how to connect. It it shows them uh, different ways to to look at the research that's out there. It's got our results out there. We've got a Facebook page that yeah, they can connect on that project site. 
So there are a lot of ways that people can reach out to our site and get the information they need to move forward. And then once they have a school or they have whatever that connection point within a district is, just reach out to me and we'll get it set up to talk to the powers that be to make some decisions on coming into that school and getting started. Um, So I think that's the main thing. Y'all have asked great questions, and I think the information you've gotten today is, (laughs) for some people, maybe overwhelming, but for others, it's going to be, you know, really, really good for them to move forward. But I want to review. It takes training because the culture does not just shift because we think recess is good. Uh, Two, it takes staying with it for more than just one year. So like we said, the three-year MOU to, to really keep them moving in the right direction. And three, it takes two different pieces to make this work, the character piece and the recess piece. So the website is www dot link l i i n k project p r o j e c t dot t c u dot e d u and uh, again I'm Debbie Ray R H E A and uh, I look forward to dialogue with anyone who is interested in moving forward with this. Yay! I hope so. And just yes. so people can catch that, that link has two eyes. So yes, your two eyes. eyes. Yes, l i i n k. Excellent. Thank you so much, um, and I'm sure that you will have great success, and the kids, I know, are rooting you on wherever you go. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you know what? There is one more thing. This is great for the teachers, too. This is not just for kids. This is for teachers as well, because they're through the outdoor experiences that they're getting, uh-huh. they're starting to feel better emotionally and feeling better physically, and so they're doing a much better job in the classroom. They're not near as fatigued. They're, they're just... They're loving this from an emotional standpoint and physical standpoint for themselves as well. So I wanted to give a shout-out that teachers, uh, this is helping them as much as it's helping the kids, and I, I'm i really glad to see that. Excellent. That's got to have Wonderful. a big, big impact yeah. on burnout. Absolutely. That's yeah. what we're hoping. Well, hey, <laughs> listeners. All right, y'all. This has been another episode of, the, uh, of Renegade Rules. Um, Heather, it just makes me feel good that there are people like Debbie out there fighting these battles in the world. Uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. 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 Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Hey, you want to support all the Upstairs Studio podcasts? It's as simple as this. Use our Amazon link when you shop Amazon. We get a small percentage of what you spend. You don't pay any extra. You get your stuff from Amazon. Everybody wins. Where do you find the link? Well, it's on the Explorations Early Learning app. You can find it on the Explorations Early Learning website. And if you don't find it in those places, just get a hold of Jeff on Facebook or via email, and he'll hand-deliver it to your inbox. Thanks for your support. Bye-bye.